from this excerpt on the, from the Sermon on the Mount come the three classic disciplines or practices of Lent, giving alms, praying, and fasting. These behaviors are signs that what we most treasure is God rather than the stuff of ourselves. This is the Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the sixth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secrets, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may be, may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consume and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the gospel of the Lord. I've long thought of Ash Wednesday as a reset button of sorts, which is really just a new way of saying what this day has always been about. From the earliest days of Lent, these next several weeks have been like the church's reset button, a time for those who had been alienated from the church to begin the formal process of reconciliation and being welcomed back into the community at the celebration of Easter. The church's practice has evolved somewhat since then, but Lent has still retained this unique penitential character, a time that moves us outside of ourselves, recalibrating our focus from excessive self-absorption and towards a more intentional focus on what it means to love God and to serve our neighbor. And I've come to appreciate Ash Wednesday, and maybe this year especially so, for just this reason. Over the past several weeks in the new year, when we've barely left those precious few quiet days after Christmas has died down, suddenly life happens. School starts up again, those 
precious vacation days from work are gone. Previously scheduled appointments that seemed light years away with scaled back holiday hours are suddenly approaching. Oh, and then there's all of that Lent and Easter stuff to plan. All of a sudden, it's business as usual. And before long, we find ourselves bogged down in the details and the demands of daily life. So if you're anything like me, then maybe you find yourself greeting this strange, solemn holy day, this Ash Wednesday, this church service in the middle of the week, as a welcome relief from all of that. But if you're even more like me, you're probably overthinking how to approach this Lenten season. What should I give up? Chocolate, wine, meat, Facebook? Or maybe, what should I take on? A new devotional? Yoga? One of Pastor Josh's scintillating small groups that starts at CTK at noon on March 22nd? (laughs) But what happens when even our Lenten disciplines, meant to be like this reset button, start to become a burden themselves? Maybe we've taken on too much, or we don't think we've taken on enough. And then these things actually become a part of the busyness that they're trying to counteract in the first place. What happens when Lenten disciplines just go wrong, done out of a sense of compulsion, this idea that, well, I have to give up something, right? Or when we've overdone it in order to prove that we're somehow spiritual enough or good enough not unlike the hypocrites that Jesus calls out. So maybe our Lenten practice itself needs a reset button. Maybe this Lent, we can take a cue from Marie Kondo. Now, if you don't know who Marie Kondo is, then maybe your Lenten discipline should start by resetting your Netflix cue to her show. Marie's show is called Tidying Up. And it is deeply, deeply satisfying for this perfectionist to watch. In the course of a single hour-long episode, Marie manages to work her magic to transform even the most disheveled living space into a well-organized, clutter-free oasis. Magical. Marie's premise is simple. If you know the show, Pile up all your stuff and then item by item go through everything and decide what sparks joy for you. Those are her key words. Does it spark joy? If so, treasure it and keep it. But if not, toss it or donate it. Now, I'm not suggesting that we all need to go home and begin to purge our possessions, that we probably do have a lot more than we really need, But what if we could actually practice Lent like the reset button that it could be? What if this could be a season of tidying up, of taking stock of what sparks joy for us, and then actually practicing those things? What does a Lent that sparks joy look like? 
Now, Ash Wednesday offers us something quite remarkable. Just moments ago, that opportunity to call to mind our own mortality. And not just to remember our brokenness and sinfulness, although those things are important to remember, but also to remember that we are human, that we are vulnerable, that we are bodies. If we take seriously that call to remember that we are dust, then we also have to remember what God does with dust, breathing into us the breath of life. God created us as bodies, physical bodies that need care and nurture. And so during Lent, we can give alms, but we don't have to give away everything we have to show how much we can give. And we can pray, but we don't have to do it out loud and so often to babble on and on to prove how much we love God. And we can fast, but not to the point of starving ourselves just to show others how dedicated we are. So what if instead this Lent we took seriously the feast of time before us? to listen to our bodies, to honor the bodies of others, to care for them and feed them and clothe them, to recall our connectedness to all of creation and to tend the earth, to do the things that make for peace, to strive after justice, tidying up however that looks for you and whatever specific practices you choose to take on or not. Tidying up heeds the call of the prophet Joel, return to the Lord your God, to move beyond a self-absorbed individualism to a more intentional focus on what it means to love God and serve our neighbor. But our Lenten tidying up is also a gift, not a burden. As we are drawn more deeply into relationship with others, into the community that God is constantly calling us to be a part of, we are indeed drawn closer to God, to the one who forms us out of the dust of the earth, to the one who breathes life into us, the one who abounds in steadfast love, the one who takes delight in us and desires for us to live. And above all, cling to this. We are God's beloved children, and we spark joy for God. Yes, this is a season of penitence and preparation and tidying up, and maybe that includes fasting or more prayer. But it's never about our own effort. This is a time to remember God's mercy, to be immersed in the renewing waters at this font, to be loved by a God who refuses to give up on us. Amen.